0: is the anthem of the adventurer the show for men who are tired of forsaking their dreams who are willing to risk to dare
1: greatly and know in their soul that their desire for adventure is
0: good it's time to venture into the wild places in our hearts here's your host dan saner Hey, before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to give you a little bit of an update on some of the adventures I've been up to lately. And uh, one of those is, (laughs) there's there's been a lot lately, went to the Wild at Heart boot camp in Colorado. It was amazing. That is going to be a Whole other episode of its own because it's going to take about an hour to get through. But I want to talk a little bit about my new friends over at Blue Ridge Overland Gear. And they don't know I'm doing this. This isn't a sponsored post kind of thing. Um, I just wanted to to talk about the great work that they're doing out there and just how welcoming and open and awesome they were. When I went to visit them in Bedford, Virginia with my daughter Jane uh, last week spent a couple of days out there they needed someone with a subaru outback to design a gear attic for you'll see some pictures on uh, my instagram of that and they did an amazing job with the gear attic so if you have an outback and need a place to store pillows and blankets and jackets and stuff go get one (laughs) when they're out in their store you won't regret it um they were just so great with Jane the whole time. She was able to play in the store, and everyone was just so glad to have her there. It's really rare this day and age to have an environment where a three-year-old is welcome, especially to test things. <laughs> it was great. Um, we spent the night after our, our day of building and filming camping in a cow pasture in the middle of nowhere <laughs> with, uh, with Matt Bell and his family, um, his daughters, and his wife. And a couple of friends who were in town for Overland East, the amazing crew at Freedom Van Gogh from Jacksonville, Florida. They brought up a couple of their overlanding vans, which were just awesome. And we spent the night just hanging out. Um, Would have been a campfire if it wasn't so dry. But talking about life and adventures and shooting and raising daughters and sons and what makes our hearts come alive and gear and watching the sunset. It was... Really refreshing and definitely worth the nine and a half hour drive. <laughs> so just want to say a huge thank you to Blue Ridge Overland Gear. If you like me find that an organized car enables you to get out and adventure more on your own or with your family, head on over to Blue Ridge take a look. They've got some amazing um, organization systems for your vehicle to get out and get into your adventures. So Check it out. Let me know what you think. If you end up buying some of their stuff, uh, give them a shout out on Instagram and uh, let us know how it works for you. We'd love to see your next after action review with your packing list and how they enabled you to be more adventurous in your life. Enjoy the episode. Talk to you soon. Welcome to another episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer podcast. I'm your host, Dan Zaner. And today we have a new friend of mine on the show. Another Navy SEAL, of course, because you know how I love them. And this guy is from SEAL Team 4. He runs a business called SEAL Grinder PT down in Florida. We have Brad McLeod. And today we're going to talk all about perseverance and not giving up. And how that plays out in our lives, how that's shown up for him in his life as a SEAL and in business since then, and talk about some adventure racing in a little bit different format than some of you may have heard about. Go through the world of bike packing. So I'm super excited to share this with you. Uh be forewarned if you have small kids or those with sensitive ears in the car. There is a little bit of sailor language in here um, <laughs> for <from> Brad. <laughs> so you are uh consider yourself warned, but it is a Good episode, nonetheless, and really, really great uh, lessons from our friend from down south. Um, As you know, this season, we are focusing on getting you guys into action on the challenges from our guests. So, this week's hashtag is hashtag sealgrinderpt. What you do with that is when you complete Brad's challenge, post a picture of yourself on Instagram tag anthem of the adventurer in that photo and then when you have completed the entire set of challenges from this season we will send you a pretty awesome ruck patch which are on their way to my house in the next couple weeks so you should see some pictures of that and hopefully that will get you motivated to go out and get some looking forward to seeing what you do with brad's challenge coming up next well good morning folks uh we have another awesome guest for you on the Anthem of the Adventurer podcast. We have Brad McLeod of Seal Grinder PT. Looking forward to talking to this guy because as you guys know I love me some Navy SEALs. (laughs) So Brad welcome to the show. Glad to have you today while you're uh, driving to meet up with a client. This is great that we get to connect today.
1: Yeah yeah I appreciate you taking the time to reach out to me and uh yeah, I'm excited about your podcast, the whole, you know, idea of it, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, something dear, dear to my heart, you know, <laughs> getting out there and uh, finding finding some adventure, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into your story, because you got some really good ones, and first, let's kick things off right with a challenge, because I, I know you love a good challenge, and I would love to hear one from you. What can we do in the next week, maybe one or two things, to create an environment where we could practice perseverance?
1: Well, uh, I'll give you one that's really simple. And it's one that, um, you know, we we all have busy lives. You know, it seems like, you know, today more than ever, uh, you know, uh, one thing I hear as a fitness coach is, you know, coach, I don't have time. You know, I'm traveling. I can't do this or, you know, my work, my family, you know, blah, 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 on and on uh seems like we're so time constrained. So one thing that I, uh, a simple way to build discipline and accountability, which, you know, are cornerstones of perseverance. Uh, you, you can't have perseverance if you don't have discipline. And so what I work with is uh, what I practice daily. And what I talk with my athletes about is, um, you know, reading from a good book mm. every evening uh, for five minutes, uh, at least two. And some people are like, oh, well, five minutes, that's nothing. Well,
0: exactly. At least do five <laughs> minutes.
1: At least do five minutes. Yeah, at least do five minutes for 30 days, 30 day challenge. And, um, you know, and, and what I would urge them to do is even to, you know, dig a little deeper into that book and even I mean, break out the pen, underline sentences, uh, yeah. put stars that, the things that make, uh, that resound with you. And, uh, you know, what we're doing there is we're building a habit. And without habits, without, without good habits, um, and without discipline, uh, we can't build perseverance, say, when we're in the middle of a, you know, a 24-hour bike ride or endurance event or what have you. So uh, it's the little things that you do right that enable you to do the bigger things. And so instead of just saying, hey, everybody should go out Uh, today and go run for one hour, uh, for distance. And, uh, you know, and that would be great. Um, but a lot of people would instantly say, Oh, I don't have time. You know, I got to go over here. I got to do this. Everyone has time to read for five minutes. I don't care if you're a corporate executive, you're flying five days a week and you're on the road nonstop. Uh, you're a truck driver, what have you, everyone before they go to bed has five minutes to read and what the best thing about reading a good book before you go to bed is it counteracts the negative, the news. Mm. Uh, I mean, what's the opposite of that? Watching, watching news, oh. the news report before before you go to bed. And what a lot of people do, they they uh, soak their they soak their brain in 30 minutes of just gnarly news. You know, the sky is falling. Uh, yeah, before we go to bed, bre- <laughs> yeah, and 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 we wonder why we we have anxiety, we have stress, on and on. So um, it may be not the answer. It's not sexy. It's not glamorous. It's not you know down in the trenches, dirty and and sweating and climbing a mountain. But you got to do the small things before you do the big. Yeah, things.
0: it might lead and, to uh, that, <laughs> but you know it w- it's, it's oh, those absolutely. little things, those kind of. You know, really small steps that lead to really big change. That's awesome. What What would be a, a book yeah, you would yeah. recommend? I know I've got some of my favorites, but what What would you be like? Yeah, you should start with this one if you don't have it on your shelf yet.
1: Hey, if you want to, if you want to read something light and funny and inspiring, um, I'd say "Living with a Navy Seal" Jesse Ed- Edsler. Uh, I, I met I, I met that. Jesse last. Uh, I met Jesse last year. Uh, he, he really blew away uh, my uh, conception of him. You know, I, I saw him as, you know, this entrepreneur and uh, go, go, go kind of guy. And he turned out to be really not only incredibly funny, but uh, he's really a, a, a um, uh, he's a down to earth emotional. Uh, he talks about the right things. I went into this uh, uh, into a, a meeting he was you know giving a, a small talk with a, a select group of people and um you know i thought he was going to come off with you know all this stuff you know me 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 and you know talking about you know all this big business deals and you know how important it is to smooth and network and talk about any of that he talked about emotions and love and you know <laughs> he, you know talk, talk about the sexy stuff he thought Talk about the good stuff, man. That just gets you fired up. That's stuff awesome, that anybody, man. anybody can activate, you know? Uh, you know, he, he hangs out with billionaires, millionaires. He's part owner of the Atlanta Hawks. And so wow. anyway, that, that in a nutshell, you know, I, I would say that's a good book to, uh, to break out. There's a lot of really good lessons in there. Mm. Of course, you know, David Goggins uh, is the freak Navy SEAL that <laughs> uh, came to his home and, and taught him. So,
0: for a year my god
1: <laughs> um yeah and he's a whole nother subject you know so um yeah if you want to wear out a book and dog ear it and something that's kind of fun and light um yeah i would say you know that would be uh you know a quick easy one to jump into
0: that's a for great the, for one. the
1: next uh, yeah i'm gonna
0: have yeah, five, to five minutes out. For, the,
1: for the next 30 days and uh i'm tell you wear that book out you know i want to see blue lines in it and stars and you know, dog ears and yeah, uh, you know, on and on, yeah, yeah. We
0: could do a whole podcast on marginalia techniques. There's all sorts of cool stuff. <laughs> you could probably see in my bookshelf yeah. in the background. I got a couple of Tim Ferriss books on the shelf there, and one of, one of them that I, I, big, I started doing. Yeah. I put a table of contents for my notes in the first like blank page in a book, and like categorized things. But like, oh, that was a really good like turn of phrase, or a really good strategy, or a tactic, or you know, good quote or something and then you know i'll say whatever yeah. page number that was on and it helps me like remember what good stuff is in the book yeah
1: yeah and i mean that you know that book too ties into what uh, we're talking about about adventure uh about uh perseverance about pushing yourself i mean you know jesse isler is married to a billionaire the uh, you know the lady that started Spanx. i mean Wow. you know he probably doesn't need to work out you know I'm saying he probably doesn't uh he could sit on the couch all day and just you know watch 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 his stock account you know just go up and you know he could just chill. uh but instead he's a guy that's out there that's pushing the envelope that's uh looking for adventure, hmm. that's raising money for charities and uh I, I you know um you know he he's the kind of guy i would you know, i i would like to to emulate to model
0: yeah. So that's, it's really what makes life worth living. And, and you, you talked about focusing on the important things in life. And, and it sounds like from the little bit we've gotten to, to interact that you really value your family. So let's, let's talk about your, your family a little bit. What's that, that like? Makeup of your family and what, what is life like?
1: hey you know my, my, my life is is crazy and, and chaotic in, in certain at certain levels you know my my, my daughter uh, unfortunately she uh, she has a lot of medical needs um, you know she's got chronic pancreatitis she's been in the hospital four times this year yeah. uh, you know my, my son uh, you know uh, you know he you know um, been working with him a lot uh, you know some other things going on but in a nutshell, yeah, yeah. I've been married for 20 years. It's, awesome. It's, uh, Congratulations, man. You know it, has, it, it, you know, it has its highs, it has its lows, but, you know, without it, I mean, that you know, it's cliche to say it, but that is what keeps me grounded. Um, and it keeps me pushing forward. I, I, I will be a good role model for my son. I will, uh, you know, he sees me on these races, uh, and my daughter too, you know, they, they see me on these races and they're like, you know, that inspires them to be better. And so, you know, there's, um, you know, there's a lot to be gained from that. Yeah. I, I like to race and raise money for charity and for, for veterans especially, but um, you know, it, you know, it's about them too. You know, yeah, I may be away from them for three days, but the lasting impression of, you know, seeing their dad you know, finish the drill uh, time after time and getting the job done and doing what he says he's going to do. Um, you know, I think that's important. Yeah. I think that's something that it may be kind of a character that we may be missing or uh, we may be losing somewhat in our society is, um, you know, there, there's not that much accountability, uh, not as much accountability as I would like to see out there. And there's not enough men, uh, that are out there that have the balls to stand up and go out there and get the job done, do what they say they're going to do and be a good role model for their family. So, uh, I, I see the, the races that I do the adventure I do, um, as a means to, to, to help build my family.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's so important. It's so cool that like, just by, by being that model, you, you can see that model back in your kids, like. couple weeks ago my son um we did a 5k and um he's he's five so he did he did the 1k part and he's like after he finished it like he came in second like the kid is fast and he's like dad i said i was gonna do it and i did it i was like that's awesome alex you know what that is he's like no like that's integrity You said you're going to do something, and you did it, and that is awesome, and I'm so proud of you. He's like, yeah, Dad, I've got integrity. I'm like, what five-year-old is so proud that he has integrity? Like, I love that. And (laughs) I
1: Yeah, there's a lot of adults that probably – a lot of adults probably couldn't give you a definition of of integrity (laughs) or what it means to them or, uh, you know. So, yeah, yeah, a five-year-old, that's that's, that's, uh, pretty remarkable. You're making – you know, obviously you're – um you know you're setting the stage uh for for your son to uh you know to have you know huge rewards later on in life yeah
0: yeah not that I do it perfectly all the time but it's really cool when of those moments happen
1: <laughs> hey man uh, hey hey none of us do we we are we're all falling forward as dads you know yeah. and uh you know that's you know that's the thing about it. I know, you know, uh, I'm not sitting there saying I've got the answers or whatever, but I know I'm going to get out there and try every day. So yeah,
0: mm, that's awesome. Um, so how did you get to to this point in life? You've been, you've got an incredible story. Can you give us a, a a little bit of like how you got into the seals, what your career there was like, and then we can get into how you started into these crazy races you do. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow. Well, you know, just uh, it has been a really long journey. Um, you know, I'm 56 now. Um, you know, uh, you know, really take you back to like 16 years old. You know, I was uh, starting high school. Um, you know, skinny, uh, had you know, wasn't in it, couldn't make it at any sport. Um, and um, you know, I've always been short. You know, I'm like five seven. And a, I'm a Tom Cruise, five seven and a half on a good day. Um, you know. And so uh, you know, um, you know, got kicked around a lot in middle school, high school. Um, you know, the whole, you know, everybody wants to bully the little kid or whatever. Uh but out of that, you know, it just really kind of forged me as um, you know, I always kinda had a chip on my shoulder hmm. and I I uh It seems like that's a common wanted-
0: trait of SEALs of like get get bullied <laughs> and have a chip on your shoulder. <laughs>
1: Hey, and I'll, I'll tell people in a good way. I still have a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be. Hey, don't, don't be talking to me about stuff that can't be done, because my, I'm, I'm like, my, my ear starts perking up. Uh, people talk about hard races. I'm like, where is this race? What, how? <laughs> now, now tell me, really. I mean, come on. How freaking hard is it? Is it real hard? You know. Uh, but no, cutting back to the chase. You know, I just, I really, you know. You know, I was doing the whole high school teenage boy uh, kid thing. You know, just um, you know, staying out late, drinking, uh, getting into trouble, and um, you know, really, but you know, it just wore on me. You know, mm. seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. I graduated high school. I started college, uh, commu- local community college. Didn't didn't know what I wanted to do, and you know, really, just uh, the the. I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired yeah. I, 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 uh, of not, of not having a, I, I was a, uh, I was a leaky rowboat without a sail, without paddles, without a rudder, without a compass. I was just like, whatever wave was just pushing me whichever way. And I, somewhere deep and down, deep down inside, I just said, you know what? I, I, I'm better than this. I, I, I want to be better, I want to do something um, that is better <laughs> better than where I'm at right now. And I, you know, really, I just started reading a lot, and i trying to absorb a lot of, you know, information, and I just, I read a book about uh, frogmen, and I literally, I was just spellbound. I was Wouldn't like, happen to have been men
0: in green faces, would it? <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and they even say that that book was part fiction. But I'm like, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> you know, I read I read comics books as a kid about frogmen. And I was like, you know, with them, you know, the the old uh, Apollo 11, oh. uh, the moon, uh, you know, land, they would, you know, drop those out in the ocean frogmen would be the group that would go and get them. And so I was just when I when I read all of that about being a frogman, I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> uh, and, and it wasn't, you know, um, it definitely wasn't about the money part of it or whatever. I mean, back in the '80s, I do what I made like twenty thousand dollars or whatever. It had nothing to do with money or anything. It was about um, going out there and just doing something that was freaking cool and giving me a sense of purpose. Now I've got a compass. And you know how am I going to get there? I got to get a I got to get a sail. I got to get a rudder. I got to get a plan. And um, you know, so for me, this was like you know, uh, your 17 year old high school boy in Iowa out bailing hay, uh, the heartland of the U.S., saying, "Oh, well, I, I'm going to go to Hollywood." I mean, this was for me. This was so you know, and become an actor. But yet, I've never. Uh, you never had the first drama class, you know, uh, and, or never been in the first place. So for me to say I was going to become a Navy SEAL, everyone was just like, uh, yeah, right, bro. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and so that, with that chip on my shoulder, I was like, what? what? What are you talking about? And so the more they said I couldn't do it, oh, bro, it was on then. And um, so I, I got in the gym. And I started lifting weights. I did everything wrong uh, that I was supposed to do. And, uh, yeah, I went out to uh, Bud's in Coronado. That, so, for me, that was like going to Hollywood. And, uh, yeah, as you can imagine, you know, uh, nine out of ten guys that are standing on that Bud's grinder, Bud's Basic Underwater Demolition School in Coronado, Navy SEAL, Frogman, training, that's where it starts, day one. And the grinders, the asphalt kind of parking lot where we do our calisthenics. So for me to start out there, I'm looking around like everybody there. I mean, it's like going playing D1 ball with Alabama or Notre Dame. Or I mean, everybody there is talented. Everybody there is elite. Every you know, most of the guys there are you know five nine, five ten, uh, even some six foot two, just chisel warriors. Um, and so. I had a massive wake up call. <laughs> it was like the first week I was scared shitless. I was like, bro, you're oh, you're going to die. This I had every I you know, I did kind of believe in myself, but um you know, cut to the chase is um I ended up failing out my first time through Buds. So, um you know, uh for a math test of all things. And um Man. but what it showed me What it showed me going through hell week, that's, you know, a whole week without any, with like an hour worth of sleep and just getting the piss beat out of you non-freaking stop 24 hours a day, day after day after day, you know, Sunday night through Friday. But what it showed me is that like, you know what? It it, it doesn't matter that you're this six foot two chisel warrior um, and that you're, uh, a letter, you know, all these guys were lettermen or that, you know, they played high school uh, football or they were all jocks or they, you know, um, cross country runners. So I said, that doesn't, that's not what matters in butts. The instructors, they don't care that you can do 20 pull-ups. What they care a lot about is that you're, you won't quit. You won't quit in battle. You won't quit when the, the, everything's just, you know, gone to shit that's more important to them than the guy that can do 20 pull-ups yes you got a certain baseline that you have to uh adhere to in terms of physical physicality but um you know it's often said buds is 80 percent mental 20 percent physical i completely believe that and mm-hmm. that they're looking for the guys that won't quit under any circumstances guys that are unshakable and you know, I taught and I, I basically was like, well, damn, I can do that. I've been <laughs> pissed on, shit on, called every name in the book all my life, being kicked around, bullied, you know, screw you, this, that. I'm like, well, hell, I've been, you know, I got in the buzz. I'm like, well, damn, this ain't much. This is nothing to me. I've been called all these names before. Those lettermen that were being degraded and abused, they were like, well, damn, nobody's ever talked to me like that. You know, nobody's ever made me do. I've never gone 24 hours. So I saw these guys quitting, you know, because their ego got in the way, and they, uh, you know, once they, once you kind of drilled down to it, they really didn't want to be there, you know. Everybody wants to wear the try it, try it on a sunny day. Uh, when you're getting the shit kicked out of you, and you and you're cold, and you're tired, and you're hungry, uh, it, it it ain't fun. You got to dig down and decide. You know, it, it ain't about the glamour. It ain't about the money, the $20,000. Uh, you know, it's about, you know, do you really want to be a frogman? This is what frogmen do. They get in the mud when it's cold and crawl through the marsh, you for know, to, hours. Go try to, get to, it, to go try to get to an objective to take out a target. That's what we do as frogmen. You can't get around that. And so if you can't hang, with twelve hours of crawling through the slimy, cold mud, then you're out of here. And so that was really the thing the, sort of the uh, epiphany or the, the shining light—is is I just said, "Hey, I know I don't have to be an A plus athlete. Uh, it ain't about who's first and who's got the best scores. It's all about who ain't gonna quit yeah. uh, on this day." And I said, like, "Bro, I got that, and I, I ain't going out unless I got an oxygen mask on my face." and I'm in a stretcher. not going to happen. So, yeah, cut to the chase on that one is I went back to Bud's, finished Bud's, went on to, to uh, uh, you know, work at SEAL Team 4 and, and uh, get my trident and, and be deployed. And, uh, yeah, just six years in the Navy, and it was awesome uh, in that they paid for my college and, um, you know, set the stage for everything I would do later in life. Uh, nothing I've ever done hasn't been built off what I learned in Buds. Mm. And uh, the, complete, the complete 180 turnaround of being sick and tired, uh, really just being, you know, I, I, I was a nobody, you know, uh, in, in society. I wasn't contributing. I wasn't doing the right things. I You know, I was worthless. And so this gave me a new uh, lease on life. Mm. This was my second chance. And from there on, it became all about you know what can I do to be a productive member of society? what can I do to to help others um, you know what can I do to push myself forward
0: That's awesome it, it's It's so amazing every uh, like every time I, I get to talk to a, a a seal about their kind of origin story there's there's just those common threads of like yeah i I quit is not a word I even know. <laughs> and and then that that after that comes this sense of I'm not going to quit and I'm going to do everything I can to better the the people and the causes and the country that I care about which is just amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean here it is I'm I'm riding in a race for charity for veterans and you know i've heard this said before and i completely believe it i mean for the veterans that have given their lives uh you know uh, let's just say, you know um you know, world war ii normandy i'm just thinking of these huge battles and you know it's our job my job is to be live a life that is worthy of their sacrifice mm. you know what what you know what could be worse is to, you know, to go out there and just and and live this pathetic, worthless, self-centered life that uh, doesn't do anything to help others. I want to be, I, I want to be what those veterans fought for. I, you know, I, I you know, I, so I, I want to live that life that's worthy of their sacrifice every day. Yeah. So per, you know that permeates everything. <laughs> when I'm out there and it's it's storming and it's, you know, it's, it's hot, it's cold. It's I'm chafed. It's whatever. These are small, little small discomforts compared to their sacrifice.
0: Yeah. And what, what is like one of your favorite stories, either from your time in the seals or or after of where, you know, you got through some, some real tough stuff. You didn't maybe even know if you were going to get out of it, but then once you were able to, you know, recover and reflect of like, man, this was really fulfilling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, just getting through Hell Week, uh, getting getting through Bud's uh, dive comp, um, you know, just, uh, you know, that gave me a lot of confidence. And, um, you know, for me, confidence is everything. And when I say confidence, I don't mean, Uh, necessarily swagger. I don't mean that, you know, puffing your chest out. I mean that, you know, we all have to have a belief in ourselves. We all have to have a certain level of Mm -hmm. self-love. And I don't mean that from an egotistical standpoint, but I mean it from that uh, you can be the greatest athlete in the world, but if you don't have a belief in yourself, um, then, uh, you know, everything is going to crumble when you truly are faced with adversity and you begin to question yourself. And so, if you don't have that ingrained in yourself uh, at a very high level, you know that belief—it's built over time. And that's where that—you know—getting through hell week, getting through Bud's uh, dive comp—you know—that's where you're you're turned upside down. They pull your regulator out of your out of your mouth. They flood your—you know—it's—it's it's scary. You know, you're underwater. You can't. You got water in your lungs. You can't breathe. And you don't dare go to the surface. You go to the surface, you're, you know, after two times, you're out, you're out of buds. Um, so the, yeah, so it's do or die, <laughs> you know, and that's how buds is this every day. The, the cut is unrelenting. Re- I mean, they're always on your ass, non-freaking stop. And they, they want to cut you. They tell you, we, you know, we want to thin the herd. Many of you out here right now, uh, you shouldn't be here, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get inside your mind. We're gonna drill down inside your brain, and we're gonna make you quit, or you're gonna falter here, here, here. And you know, our class of 140, uh, starting uh, 16 of us graduate. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was it was yeah, it was a pretty epic uh, uh, cleansing. I would <laughs> say. they 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 sifted they, they sifted us and, and strained us and then sifted us again. I mean, it was, uh, so yeah, when you come through something like that, the belief in yourself, uh, is extremely high and that translates to everything else in life. If you don't have that confidence, um, then, uh, you know, uh, you know, how how are you going to hold down a day job? How are you going to, uh, you know, uh, whatever you're doing in, in, in life, you know, sales, uh, um, you know, just, uh, you know, trying to go out and run that first 5K, like you said, with your son. You know, there's got to be some inkling of uh, a belief in yourself. Uh, now that your son's finished that 5K, it's like, wow, I, I know I can do this. I can do it again. I think I might can, can go run a 10K. Why? Because I believe in myself because I finished that 5K. So you talk about perseverance and not quitting and, and how you build on that. I mean, that, those are those are building blocks right there yeah. to create. Uh, an elite athlete to, to create an elite entrepreneur, um, you know, it can, it can all start right there with that 5k.
0: Yeah. It's, it's really funny how it starts. And now, you know, you build up like uh, over the summer, I did a, a 50 mile race. Well, not yeah. Yeah. Race, team race, go the, uh, go Ruck uh, star course. And man, yeah. I, <laughs> You know, a couple of years ago, if you'd told me that I was able to do that, I would have called you insane. <laughs> but, you know, we finished, <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it like, holy crap, we actually did this. <laughs> now what's next? Now that this is possible, oh, what yeah. else can I do? <laughs> uh,
1: you know, if you would if have to told my friends at 16, 17, 18, and 19 years old, and their parents, that, hey, I got an inside tip for you, Brad McLeod's going to become a Navy SEAL going to travel the world and after that in life he's going to go on and become a successful business person and raise thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars for charity for veterans be a productive citizen they would have laughed your their ass off they would have said there's no there's no freaking way right so yeah i mean it's um we have to find a way to win to build that spark to create, or really not even to create, to allow to unfold. We, we, have this, we have this life ready to unfold, but only if we get out of our own way. Yeah. I was in my own way. I was in my own way before. You know, I was staying out light, late, drinking, uh, could barely show up to school the next morning or to work. You know, I, I was in my own way. Once I got out of my own way, all of a sudden these doors started opening. And so, like, like I say, no one would have believed that I would have been able to do those things. I didn't think I could do those things. But once I started to see the doors opening, I was like, oh, my gosh. The potential, our own self-potential, is limitless. Mm. So it's like, why, why why, am I holding myself back, standing in my own way? I, I got to get out of my own way quickly so I can see what see what this cool life is ahead of me that i can that i can potentially live you know so you yeah that's it, it kind pretty, of like
0: the definition of hope right like that you've you've persevered through this this tough stuff you started to get some confidence you you've built your character and now you're like oh wow like the the whole world is is ahead of me i've got hope that the future is going to be amazing
1: yeah and i mean if you look at that 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 can be one of the most important things in life. We all want to have hope. You know, we all, uh, you know, if you... Uh, now go out and, and back, live your at, adventure. Uh, you know, uh, uh, prisoners of war in the uh, in German concentration camps. You know, those that persevered um, at some level had some level of hope. Uh, God, what's the famous movie where the Italian guy was... Uh, uh, him and his son were both in, you know, Jewish uh, uh, the, uh, the Jewish uh, religion. They were being persecuted and they were in a concentration camp. And um, the father created hope. He created this complete illusion for the son to show him. He, he didn't want him to truly know they were in uh, a prisoner of war camp. Oh, wow. And so he created It, it was like they were... They were in summer camp, and the, the name of the movie escapes me right now, but creating hope in your own mind, uh, you know, based on reality, I'm not just saying, like, yeah. you know, uh, just make you just make something up, but, you know, that reality was I finished Hell Week. I have this huge amount of hope that I can go on to do great things. I know it's within me now, right, and so uh, you know, those people who have that mechanism, um, you know, I mean, look at, uh, Barack Obama, his, uh, uh, whole campaign was based on hope, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, not, not to get political, wh- whether you like Barack Obama or not, but that's something that people want. Yeah. That's people, something that people desire at a really high level. Doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, uh, Everybody everyone wants to know and feel and believe that they have a better future ahead of them. So if you can create that in your own mind, that's I mean, that's like winning the lottery.
0: Yeah. I was I was doing a quick Google search. It's life is beautiful with that movie. I gotta go watch that. That's it.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I need to watch that again and read the book. Um because that yeah, that struck me as, wow, this guy, no matter what's happening, his impending doom of, you know, him in, being in a, a concentration camp, he found a way to give a spark of hope to his son, you know? And uh, so, yeah, that, that's, uh, yeah, I, I I have to go back and, and watch that movie again and mm-hmm. read the book. So, yeah.
0: I got I to check that out. So... You you talked a, a bit about it. And I want to to get in some more detail about all these awesome you know races adventures that you're you're doing for for veterans. Can you tell us about a few of those that you've done and and the effect that that's had on on you and the, those causes that you're you're supporting?
1: Yeah, you know. Um the biggest race I do is called the trans North Georgia adventure of all things, TNGA. It's uh, a off-road bike, off-road bike race. It's, um, you know, mostly single track, uh, gravel roads, um, Jeep trails. Uh, You got to navigate your way through the forest. Um, Very little amount on asphalt. It's unsupported. Uh, 350 miles across the North Georgia uh, mountains, 50,000 feet of elevation. So essentially Whoa. that's two Mount, two Mount Everest, uh, from sea level. Yes, you don't have the altitude, but, um, you know, two solid Mount Everest fit inside the elevation profile of that race in 350 miles. So it packs a heavy punch. Wow. Uh, this year alone over ha- over half the field quit, uh, including elite riders. Um, and so for me, this is my fifth time doing it five times in a row. I've finished all five times. And, uh, so every year, yeah, I, I just, I picked the gnarliest, um, ride, uh, that I could find in, the in, uh, uh, say the Southeast, the East coast, some people say even in the U S, uh, mile for mile. Some people say this is, uh, one of the, if not the hardest mountain bike race, uh, per the 350 miles. Um, you know, it's done in August. It's in North Georgia, as you can imagine. It's uh, a little oh. bit on the warm side. Yeah, uh, it rains. You're gonna get caught in lightning storms, uh, <laughs> heat cramp, yeah. heat heat exhaustion. Um, that's a number one knockout punch that takes a lot of riders out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I wouldn't want it any other way. I wouldn't want an easy course. Yeah. Um, I want I want it to be hard. I want to persevere. Um, I'm looking to I'm looking to change myself I'm looking to change my character uh, and if it doesn't challenge you it doesn't change you and so it has to challenge me at the highest level or I'm not gonna it just doesn't interest me uh, so yeah five years in a row um, yeah you can check out my crowd rise fundraising page I think we've raised like 28,000 in the last five that's years awesome. and um, yeah so that's that's my way uh you know, to uh, raise awareness for veterans, uh, raise funds for veterans, and, you know, if I have working arms and legs, uh, and there's a lot of veterans out right there right now that don't, uh, they're sitting in the hospital bed, and, and um, you know, they, they, they've got a lot of medical challenges, and so I'm going to do whatever it takes to get off my ass, to get off the couch, and do something productive to help them, to ha- because they've helped our society, you know, uh, in, at, the, at the highest level, you know, at least in my opinion, you know, without those veterans that sacrificed, I mean, you know, we could be speaking German right now. We could be speaking um, yeah. Russian right now. We could be speaking Japanese right now. We don't, we don't know. I mean, without those defenders yeah. um, of democracy and uh, of, of our way of life, and uh, that's incredibly important to me. And uh, I'll do anything to, to raise the flag uh, to help them.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I went with a group. Um, my wife and I, we took our youngest over to, to France, to Normandy, this past June for the 75th anniversary of D-Day. And
1: yeah, the, I've uh, been there.
0: The Go Ruck crew and did a Go Ruck challenge and, and got to meet some of the some of those veterans who were there. You know, they're still 99 years. Wow. One of them, he was talking about, he was in the 116th Army Army, um, uh, division and he was talking about just how grateful he was for the, the guys who laid down their lives so he could live and just impressing upon us the importance of hey, it's your turn now. We we won this yeah. for you with, with blood and sweat and tears and lives and and you got to protect it um, so that nobody yeah. ever has to do what we did ever again.
1: Yeah, yeah. My great, great uncle Terrence Massey, um, as a young paratrooper, uh, unfortunately killed in World War II, and he's buried there at Normandy. My, sure. brother been, my, my brother and I both been my brother and I both been to the graveside and been to the beach, and uh, so yeah. When you're talking about Normandy, man, the chills on the back of my, you know chills in the back of my neck. I mean, I'm I'm talking about that, and um, you know, it really rings true uh, from an emotional standpoint with me. And so, yeah, that's – when I race, it's like, you know, how dare me even think about getting off my bike uh, because I've got a little bit of discomfort. Uh, yeah. You know, my butt's capped or or uh, I've got, you know, heat rash or uh, my legs are cramped. You know, um, all I have to do is think about Normandy, think about my great-great-uncle Terrence Massey, uh, think about the veterans who really sacrificed. Yeah. Like, what I'm doing yeah. isn't really – it really ain't that much of a sacrifice, you know, compared to what they've done.
0: Yeah. How How long does that race take, by the way, you, like for an average um, person going through it?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I've done it in, um, in four days. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, a lot of it's just you know, sleeping in the woods. <laughs> uh, I did get a hotel, uh, a really gnarly D-minus hotel this time around. Um, I got caught in a bad lightning storm, oh, man! it just flooded me out. And, uh, well, there was a, a gnarly hotel down the hill from where I was at and at 12 midnight. I, you know, I rolled into this place, sopping wet and, 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 took, and got a hotel, but, um, but yeah, I lost, you know, um, you know, four, you see guys do it three, four and gals, uh, three, four, five, six days, even, um, but no matter how you slice it, I mean, it's it's still an unsupported race. It's still the mountains of Georgia. Yeah, it's still freaking hard. <laughs>
0: yeah. Man, we, we may have to have a whole separate conversation about that race because I'm looking at it now going, that looks like a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, you know, it really is.
0: I, I'm, you know. <laughs> you know it's. Um, <laughs> I will, I will do a lot of training if I ever take this on, and I will do it in a way that I'm not going to kill myself. If anybody is worried about me, but this looks like a heck of a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely an adventure. It's. uh I mean, you know, it's. uh You know, you're you're out there. You're filtering your own water. You're navigating your own way. Wow. Of course, you get lost. Um yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of fun, interesting stories in the woods there, um, so, uh, so, yeah, and I write up trip reports from every trip, every race, big race that I do, and I've got some Facebook video in this one, and, uh, it actually even shows me coming in from the, the evening, uh, uh coming into that hotel, and some of the interesting characters I met there, and, uh, <laughs> at the hotel, and, yeah, so, so, uh, and I, uh, I, I'll post up that link. It's going to be on my Facebook feed. Uh, but even if you just look at my Facebook, you'll scroll through, you'll see some of the video. Uh, I think I did like four or five videos. Uh, just just kind of showing, you know, what's going on um, uh, with, with the race and all. So, yeah. So, if
0: somebody wanted to train up for that, like, s- say they're in good shape, you know, they've been, you know, physically active in training or whatever. But – haven't done bike packing before, like where, where, where would you start?
1: Yeah, I I would just, I would go, um, find a local mountain bike race. Um, you know, maybe you can find a 30 or a 50 mile or something like that. And, um, you know, give it a go. Um, you know, if if you've been out mountain, bike, you know, mountain bike racing, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, a 30 or 50 mile or like that, I think that would be uh, a good start and, you know, work your way up to where then you're doing the, the whole overnight thing. You know, I take like a lightweight Vivi with me and, uh, you know, uh, you know, rain jacket, gear, uh, dry socks, all that. So figuring out what gear you're going to use, that can be, uh, you know, a big challenge, especially when all your stuff gets wet. Um, so, um, so, yeah, I would I would say look look at a local race, uh, one that you can do in a few hours and then go home and uh, take a shower and, and uh, get in your own bed and, and then write down your notes from that, just see, you know, where you're at and then, you know, can you build up to do an 80 mile or 100 or uh, do two 50-milers and, and, and camp overnight? Uh, you know, because that's the other side of bike pack racing is um, – you just can't get a hotel every night. You know? <laughs> you're know, you going to have to sleep. You're going to have to sleep in the woods at some point. And so do you have the right gear? Is it going to keep you uh, dry? Uh, is it going to keep you from getting too cold? You know, you're going to have to have the right gear. So, and I write up a trip report, like I say, and you'll see, um, you know, some of the gear that I use and, and kind of how, what works and what doesn't.
0: Cool. I'm definitely going to check that out. I love a good after action review. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah this is awesome oh man you, you've you got you've got the gears spinning <laughs> I, I i was yeah, and... like why i've been drawn to mountain biking lately so much you know in indiana there's hardly any of it until you go south of me but we've got a nice little trail that's fairly challenging for a new mount you know trail rider like me just like 10 minute drive from my house and it's like a mile mile and a half i think kind of curves upon itself and there's some good downhill parts and climbs and things and I've been wondering why that's so attractive lately I think it might be so I can start training for something like this
1: (laughs) yeah you know every time I do one of these races I have um, you know athletes uh, aspiring athletes call me email me I get all kind of messages and feel hey I want to do something like this how can I do it and, um, you know, I, I pick up several coaching clients just from that. That's not my goal to do that, but my goal is to inspire other people. So, uh, if in some way, um, it gets other people off the couch, they don't have to go do a TNGA 350. Um, but if they could do, a, you know, their first 30, their first 50 miler, uh, their first overnighter, uh, I mean, that's huge. That's like trying to go do that first 5k. That's, um, you know, uh, finding in yourself that ability to get off the couch and go do something that really is pretty cool, yeah. inspires you, and you want to do it. And so, so really that's, you know, the other side of the whole, this whole equation. Yes. I want to raise money for veterans. Uh, yes. I want to be good role model for my kids. Um, but, you know, I, I mean the, the side effect of that is inspiring others. Um, you know, you never know who, uh, Is going to see what you did, and a year later they may have lost thirty pounds or forty pounds, or they may have done their first ten k. You, you, you know, um,
0: that's awesome.
1: So yeah, I mean that's that piece of, of everything that that we're doing here. Oh
0: man, that's so great. Um, where can people find uh you know a bit more about your your business and the, and the things you're doing as we're as we're wrapping up here? I know both of us have got a some stuff coming up here we got to get get to, but really want to hear it um where can people follow you
1: yeah they can just uh in the google search just type my name brad mcleod m-c-l-e-o-d and i'll I'll pop right up on it um you know you can type in seal as in navy seals the, the animal seal grinder pt that's the name of my business uh grinder as in coffee grinder pt as in physical training Uh, Seal Grinder PT, you just type that into Google, you'll find it. uh, You'll find my website and you'll find the charities that I uh, help raise funds for on CrowdRise. Um, So I'm really easy to get in touch with. Awesome. Uh, All my phone number, my phone number, personal phone numbers on the website. um, You know, I I talk to athletes all day long on the phone, email. Uh, So I really enjoy, um, you know, that part of it uh so i'm re- really easy to get in touch with i guess I, that's it that's it in a nutshell yeah
0: cool we'll make sure to, to put links to all that everywhere and uh man i'm looking forward to talking about bike packing with you in the, <laughs> in the near future
1: <laughs> yeah no we could do a whole nother call yeah it's a, it's a <laughs> whole subject in itself and uh it's uh it's its own little subculture uh you know as as are many of these ultra events you know you you show up at an event and you know about half the people there. All, the other crazies, you know. Like, it's like Go Ruck. You know? Oh, yeah. It's, like it's it. great.
0: Like, you know, you the, go around. The crazies. Yeah, I see somebody with the, <laughs> you know, their Ruck patch on and go, oh, man, when was your last event? <laughs> When's your next? I
1: know. Yeah. And then yeah, then 30 minutes later, you're still talking about I know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, that's what
0: adventure leads to, right? It's is just, you know, closer bonding with with your fellow human oh man and there's nothing like mutual suffering to bring people together
1: <laughs> oh yeah no no exactly i mean yeah uh you can you know, i'll race with somebody you won't see them again until the next year to go man i remember seeing you it was like one in the morning up there at uh you know up on stanley gap and you know remember <laughs> you know we were both whipped down and uh you know but yeah i mean you just remember these moments with other people that it's just it's kind of like tattooed in your brain of, uh, you know, where, uh, you know, you never forget other people that you've ridden with and and suffered with or been on a go ruck with. Uh, You remember their faces. You remember their, you know, you remember their names, where they were from Uh, because everything's amplified. Everything's amplified when you're in that, that state uh, of, uh, uh, you know, some level of uh, embracing the suck, so to speak. Yeah.
0: Dude, that is awesome, and and actually a perfect quote to uh, to end the interview on. I appreciate that. Man, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's so awesome talking with you. I'm looking forward to uh, to you know growing our friendship through adventure, and looking forward to seeing all the awesome things you're up to. And uh, man, I'm just so glad I got to meet you, and looking forward to everything that's next. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your drive, and let's talk again soon for sure.
1: All right, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for the interview and and taking the time. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, man. Yeah, let's do another interview. I'll, I'll, I'll be psyched for
0: it. Right on. Take care. That's all we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us on the Anthem of the Adventurer. To keep the Adventurer alive, join us on Facebook at the Anthem of the Adventurer tribe during the week. You can see all the adventures that me and the group are up to. Share your own stories. Share your after action reviews. We'd love to see those. And if you want to get in with a local group, do some adventure regularly. Go to AnthemoftheAdventurer.com slash local Dash Adventure and get signed up for your chapter of the Adventure Scouts. We'll be putting out a lot more about that during this season, too, as we get our first group here in Lafayette, Indiana started. And you can look for us on Facebook and YouTube to see our after action reviews. Also, if you want some swag from the show, we're going to be starting to put that out on the website as well. So take a look for shirts and hats coming this fall.